Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. As urologists, we deal with um, a number of different types of cancer. We deal with bladder cancer, prostate cancer, uh, kidney cancer, testicle cancer, even penile cancer. Uh, But we also deal with cancers that are not related to the genitourinary system, but affect the genitourinary system. Mm-hmm. So cancers that affect uh, the internal anatomy of the kidneys or the ureters or the bladder. And also, uh, as part of our special practice, we deal with the side effects of treatment often. I'm really happy to have uh, a great partner of our practice, uh, Dr. Michelle Ashworth from Texas Oncology here today. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us, Michelle. Thanks so much for having me here. So cancer uh, has really changed in terms of how we treat it. And I thought for our listeners, uh, I trust you tremendously. You, you take care of my godfather. He's a charmer. He is a pain in the butt. <laughs> um, he doesn't even listen to my show. Oh, he will and, now. And I'm going to call him. I hate right it. Now. We're going to. And uh, and I can say that he had a kidney cancer that was, um, that was spread. And now we are using different types of chemotherapy. And I thought it would be really interesting to share with our listeners chemotherapy that may be different from what they think of uh, as traditional chemotherapy. But a little background on you. You went to University of Texas. You were at Baylor College of Medicine and for medical school, which I've heard Mm. (laughs) anecdotally is the best medical school Mm. in the world. I don't know why you've heard that. I don't know. I will also tell you something, Michelle, that you don't know. (laughs) Lay it on me. I was also (laughs) class president. Oh my goodness. What a small world. Yes. You were class president. You were class president in 2006. Is that right? And I was class president in 1996. (laughs) And I was a pioneer. And uh, you you trained amazingly in a sophisticated place in California at UCSF. And now here to bring your talents here. So you know, when I think of chemotherapy, and I think most people think of chemotherapy, they think about ports in their neck. They think about high doses of highly caustic chemicals. They think of losing their hair. They think of being sick and vomiting and all these things. Maybe you could talk to us about how has the the nature of quote-unquote chemotherapy or treatment, systemic treatment of cancer changed, and what can people expect nowadays? You know, if you think about the origins of chemotherapy and how it was discovered, there's a fantastic book on this topic, The Emperor of All Maladies, and it talks about how soldiers who were exposed to chemical agents during war, like mustard gas, other agents along that line, came back with empty bone marrow. And a scientist researcher got the idea, maybe he could treat his child patients with leukemia with a chemical in this class and take care of the leukemia in their bone marrow. Wow. And so if you think about that's where these chemicals were discovered, how there's such a narrow window between what is a helpful amount and what is a toxic amount, you can really understand, you know, the sensation of being treated with something that's a deadly poison in very careful doses. We've now discovered more about the biology of cancer and how the cells actually work because they start out as our own cells and then they get out of control and divide relentlessly. We can now target cells with medications that come in a pill form and they don't affect the whole body the way chemotherapy does. They target a specific growth switch in the cell that might be stuck in the on position. And we have immunotherapy drugs that allow your own immune system to recognize the cancer cells and kill them. They have totally different side effect profiles. The way they're given is different. The impact on your day-to-day life is different. And in many cases, they're so much more effective than chemotherapy. You know, this idea of chemotherapy is really just a poison that we're hoping kills the cancer faster than it kills you. Right. And there are so many side effects that people can kind of expect as a natural part of that. These immunotherapies, they have complicated names that are harder to remember sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're given by IV infusion, sometimes by pill. What cancers in your experience have evolved the most from kind of a changing paradigm in how we're treating them? I would 
let's start with melanoma because that's where my training was in the research department at UCSF in the melanoma department when those immunotherapy drugs were coming into clinical trials. And if you think about stage four melanoma, that used to have an incredibly grim prognosis. But with the advent of immunotherapy, we have patients who were diagnosed at stage four who are walking around with no evidence of disease years later, thanks Hmm. to immunotherapy. And so the drugs are being used now in multiple types of cancer, but in melanoma and kidney cancer, those are two cancers that are very closely regulated by the immune system. The immune therapies have been just groundbreaking. Studying um, all of these different kind of cancer therapies over the years, I felt like we were really focused on just finding different doses and regimens of poison for so many years. Now, although we kind of speak negatively about the experience of going through chemotherapy, it is absolutely the case that the caustic and chemical agents that we've been using have saved many lives and and done many positive things. But really more hopeful, brighter-eyed for the future, this idea of targeted therapy for cancer. And if, if patients have cancer, what are some ways that they can get kind of involved with, participate in in trials and learn about these things? You can take it on yourself to check out clinicaltrials.gov. That can be a little challenging to navigate until you've got the hang of all the jargon. But I think a medical oncologist is a great resource, a urologist, another partner in their community. In Austin, we're really fortunate. We have a great community of physicians who have been opening and treating patients on clinical trials for decades. We have phase one, phase two, phase three clinical trials open here. And so you would want to be a little more specific than Googling. You would want to go to a reputable website or talk to your own physician. But the first and most appropriate treatment for any patient with a new diagnosis is going to be evaluation for participation in a clinical trial. So one of the things that I try to really tout um, on this show is the notion of finding the doctor that's right for you Mm -hmm. and going for that second opinion. And I think that when you are diagnosed with cancer, you probably hang on the person that you see first like a vine in the jungle. And and, and you don't want to let go of that person and you don't want to seem unappreciative or anything like that. But I think that there are different approaches, right? Different oncologists may have different, like, philosophies and how they approach different things. Maybe you could speak to that. Yeah, I call it there's a lid for every pot Um, because, (laughs) you know, sometimes the opposite is true where the person who has to break the bad news is the one you never want to see again. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so I have seen that happen too. Um, Sometimes there's just not a good personality fit. For example, there's a couple of different um, philosophical approaches to the doctor-patient relationship. There's paternalistic, which is where you kind of just tell the patient what's going to happen and what they should do. And then there's a more autonomy-focused approach where you work together as a team to find the best treatment plan for them. And the downside of that approach is some people might find option overload, like they just want to be told what is the right thing to do. That's right. And, you know, it may be geography or where someone trained what you have in common as human beings, you know, how you feel that they care about you, how they treat you professionally. I would say that It's incredibly important to find a good match in your oncologist if you have the luxury of choosing between more than one um, because this is going to be a difficult enough process. And it's a long journey. And it's a long journey. I mean, you have to, you know, if if the first things you do don't work, you're going to have to give secondary opinions. Mm -hmm. The oncologist might think that they're kind of now beyond what they can do and will refer you somewhere. That relationship is so critical and it matters more than just to the patient. It's also that patient's family, too, mm-hmm. that's really depending on great advice and a great relationship. 
to our listeners out there, I would definitely encourage you that if you have something that requires the use or, or the consultation of a medical oncologist and you don't necessarily feel that comfortable with them, you know, we're doctors, we're professionals, we get it, right? Absolutely. Not, not every relationship is going to work out. And uh, I have to change my way. Some patients like to be told what to do. Mm -hmm. Some patients don't want to be told at all what to do. Mm -hmm. If you're getting advice that you're not completely comfortable with, then a second opinion may be the right thing for you. Yeah, there's not really a downside. It's just an exploration. That's right. It's an exploration. And uh, I've been really uh, amazed at how quickly medical oncologists can get my patients in. So I, I really thank you for taking care of our patients. Uh, we're going to be right back after these messages. Uh, Donna, why don't you tell people how to get a hold of us or to ask questions of Dr. Ashworth and of us? That's right. You can send us an email to armormenshealth at gmail.com. You can call us during the week at 512 See our website at armormenshealth.com. Uh, but again, email us at armormenshealth at gmail.com. You can ask Dr. Mystery a question, Dr. Ashworth a question. We'll get the question right over to her and get, get you an answer right away. We have four locations in the Austin area, Round Rock, North Austin, South Austin, and Dripping Springs. And um, again, call us 512-238-0762 during the week, and you can even ask for me. We'll be right back after these messages. Dr. Mystery wants to hear from you. Email questions to armormenshealth at gmail.com. We'll be right back with the Armor Men's Health Hour 